1,000 private insurers. And the best part? Call 888-665-0696 and we'll give you a free insurance benefits check today. So call 888-665-0696 today. That's 888-665-0696 and manage your diabetes as easy as... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. Happy episode 662. Shane Dennis Show, Jack Johnson alongside for the next couple of hours. Lead you into The Pulse with Pat from Radio Row in Las Vegas one last time. For the next couple of hours, here's how you can be part of the show and maybe win some stuff. First of all, the hotline is 316-669-4996. That's the hotline. Text line that you can use whenever you want, 316-247-0923. I see those. Jack sees them. Pat sees them. Don't call the text line. Don't text the hotline. uh, Smart speaker around your house. KKGQ 92.3. That's us. ESPNWitchDow.com on the stream. If you are lucky enough to listen at work, computer, laptop, device, phone. That's how you do that. That's how you re-listen to or listen to for the first time after the fact. Some cool segments that we do, or the Border Patrol does, or Pat and the Pulse does, ESPNWichita.com. Don't forget that. You can listen to the podcast whenever you feel like it, or if you just want to listen to something again because it was so good. Follow us on X, Twitter, be our friends on Facebook. It is February 8th, 39th day of the year, 327 days left in 2024. And we are headed for a high today in Wichita of 64 degrees under shocker, windy conditions. But we'll take it for this time of the year. All right. We'll lay out the show for you here in a second. That's how you can enjoy it. Uh, A reminder, though, before we get into our moment of levity with Jack, and I tell you what day it is, you have one last chance to try to be lucky enough to really upgrade your football cave because if you listen to this show and if you listen to The Pulse with Pat and you hear the Travis Kelsey sounder, you might be lucky enough to be entered to win Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light Neon sign. When you hear the sounder inside a segment, be the third caller to be registered to win. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light's the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Must be 21 years or older to enter. We're getting closer to the Super Bowl. 
which means that's last game of the year, which means we're running out of time to get qualifiers. So you never know when your last chance will be. So keep your ears perked up and glued to the station. All right, we'll lay out the show for you here in a second, but Jack, as promised, has our moment of levity here on a Thursday. The other day, a cop left a nice note on my windshield to let me know I'd parked my car correctly. It said parking fine. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you know you're better than that. Nah. I mean, of all the times you've qualified your joke saying it might not be funny. That, that was what that, I should have. That probably sh- what you should have led with, yeah. National Giving Hearts Day is today. National Kite Flying Day, which is pretty much every day here in Wichita. National Iowa Day, the Hawkeye State. National Boy Scouts Day. And tomorrow we'll have five days to celebrate. <laughs> One of them being National Toothache Day. Uh, 1944, Henry McAlpin became the first black correspondent accredited to the White House. American journalist, 1944. 1910, William D. Boyce incorporates Boy Scouts of America after meeting with Robert Baden-Powell. And 1976, Taxi Driver premieres, starring Robert De Niro. Sybil Shepard was in that. Didn't know that. So was Jodie Foster, 1976. Birthdays, Jules Verne, French science fiction author, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Around the World in 80 Days, Journey to the Center of the Earth, James Dean, born on this day, 1931, Ted Koppel, Nightline, he was on that for 25 years. Also, happy birthday, Mary Steenbergen, Jack. Doesn't ring a bell to me. She was uh, she was in uh, Step Brothers. She was the mom. That's Mary Steenberg. Oh, I didn't also, know that was her name. Also an elf. Yeah. Yep. Brennan? No, not Brennan. Brennan's mom. Yeah. Yeah, Brennan's mom. Mary Steenberg. Happy birthday. All right. Here's what we're going to talk about today. Finally, Wichita State breaks through, hangs on, actually more than hung on. Had a double-digit lead against UTSA. That was the third consecutive game. They've had a double-digit lead in the second half. What happened? I'll tell you about that in a second. As UTSA, the high-scoring roadrunners, came to town. Also, there's some news about Wichita State baseball and the fan experience. We'll let you know about that, especially you old-timers. I'd like to get your guys' or gals' thoughts on what they're doing at X Stadium to try to enhance the fan experience because it's getting a makeover. Tell you what's going on there. Uh, Mid-America Exteriors brings us some Super Bowl talk. We'll look back at Super Bowl LIV, Chiefs 49ers. Talk about that at 1225. Twitter question, uh, round four. Movies that couldn't be made today or wouldn't be made today. And we've got a quandary when it comes to round three. Want to get everybody's thoughts and suggestions what to do about round three. More on that in a moment. Pick six. Finale. Super Bowl side, total, and props. 
with Jack and Chance. Chance Lebo will drop by with our final installment of the season of Pick 6. And Jamie Bluma will swing by at 125. He's brought to you by CBD American Shaman Derby. Get his thoughts on the Bobby Witt Jr. signing, or extension, I should say. And I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show, February 8th. And then we'll get you ready one last time for Pat Strothman and the Pulse from Radio Row in Las Vegas ahead of Super Bowl 58 between the aforementioned Chiefs and the 49ers, a rematch from four years ago. So there's your show, and those are your numbers that you need to know. Hotline 669-4996, text line 247-0923. Use those as you see fit. Last night, had the UTSA Roadrunners swing into town with their high-octane offense and fairly leaky defense, which prior to, or at least on paper, figured to be an up-and-down, high-scoring, freewheeling NBA type of game. UTSA came in averaging 80 points a game and allowing 83 and before you, uh, before you poo-poo Wichita State's 20-point win over UTSA a night ago at Charles Coke Arena, consider that this UTSA team took FAU to overtime, took Memphis to overtime, and scored over 100 points in both. But last night was a different story. And I know close losses aren't... Uh, yeah, that's for losers and consolation prizes and things like that. But before you you think that they're a typical bottom feeder, uh, if you didn't know that prior to, you would have thought UTSA was trash last night. But that's not the case. When they make threes, they're dangerous. Now, problem last night was they didn't, and it was just that simple. They lead the league in threes made and threes attempted. They generally are 10 for 30. They shoot a bunch of threes. But last night, Wichita State, after spotting the Roadrunners a 5-2 lead, pretty much took over the game. And the Shockers started off eight for their first eight from the floor. And it looked for all the world like a race to 100. But UTSA could not keep up. They never got on track from three-point range or anywhere else, for that matter. And Wichita State played about as complete a game from start to finish as I've seen them play this year. Now, you might have you might go back to the Lipscomb game, and I'm not, not counting the Friends game, but uh, Lipscomb-St. Louis was a pretty complete victory going all the way back to Myrtle Beach. They pretty much pounded Coastal Carolina. But WSU coming off of two disheartening losses at Tulsa and at Memphis, games in which they had the game in hand. And for a myriad of reasons in both, let them both slip away. To Tulsa in pretty emphatic fashion and to Memphis in heartbreaking fashion with two seconds left. But there was no such drama last night, and that had to be a sigh of relief 
for the players, for Paul Mills, for a handful of players that were DMP coaches' decisions for a long time that got into the game last night and also contributed a little bit. But when all the dust settled, four shockers had uh, double-figure game scoring and whipped UTSA 84-64. to There's only one other time after the turn of the calendar that UTSA had scored so few points. Charlotte, who maybe is a surprise of the league, held UTSA, I think, to 58 uh, about a half dozen games ago. But this is, again, a team in UTSA that averages over 80, has regularly scored over 100, and bombed threes like nobody else in the league. But Wichita State had eight eight turnovers in the game, and UTSA is not a big turnover team. But Shockers also went 15 for 15 from the free throw line. They had more three-pointers made than UTSA, seven to five. And Wichita State dominated on the boards against a team that's statistically a pretty good rebounding team. But Shockers were plus eight on the boards. Uh, Didn't translate into second chance points. Their 13 offensive rebounds didn't. But that was about the only thing that you could nitpick at last night. They had 44 points in the paint, 15 fast break points, and the kind of patience offensively that against the Ken Palm-adjusted defensive 342 team in the nation that you would hope that the Shockers could exhibit. And I give a lot of credit to the Shocker primary ball handlers, Harlan Beverly and Bijan Cortez, more than anything. They combined for 10 assists and four turnovers, combined for 23 points, and went an aggregate 11 of 21 from the floor. That is to say, against UTSA, you can get any shot you want whenever you want. They don't play defense, all right? The metrics say it. The raw stats say it. But you also, when you play them, have to resist the urge to play their game and just take the first good shot that you think you got. Wichita State didn't do that. I thought Harlan Beverly really set the tone in the first half. He had at least five layups, uh, and maybe three of the five were left-handed. That's one of the things I'm – Super impressed with him. So he can use his left hand near the goal. But Beverly kind of set the tone as far as shot selection and not necessarily bleeding the shot clock, but passing up the first look that you got for a much better one. And they pretty much did that all night. Shockers ended up only 44% from the floor, 437 but it certainly felt a lot better than that for the majority of the game. And in a high-possession game, aren't those always funner to watch and be a part of anyway? Wichita State got 71 shots in the 40 minutes last night and only trailed for a minute and 55 seconds. They also limited Jordan, Ivan, uh, Jordan Ivy Curry – one of the highest scoring players in the league, to five points on 10 shots. He only made one field goal in 10 attempts. And that's the kind of 
defense that, frankly, he hasn't really seen this year. He's a two-time transfer, just kind of catch you up. He's a two-time transfer, had to set out the first part of the season, much like Bijan Cortez and Ronnie DeGray did for Wichita State. But since he's been able to play, he's averaging nearly 19 points a game, and more than that in the in the conference. And he comes off the bench, too. He scores those points off the bench. He's one for 10, three for four from the line, five points, five rebounds, and... UTSA was minus 23 in the plus minus when he was out there. So there were plenty of things to feel satisfied about, be happy about, be uh, hopeful about. One being after FAU comes to town on Sunday, the schedule on paper lightens up quite a bit. It was, as you heard Kevin Saul say yesterday, the AD, it was a front-loaded conference schedule for Wichita State. They played the, played the heavy hitters right off the bat Uh, and getting that one last night is satisfying it was maybe a a kind of a a reinforcement that this team can make winning plays and put away teams a lot like they did against SMU last shocker home game but two painful hiccups on the road uh, soothed over a little bit last night in a thoroughly dominating effort on both ends of the floor, UTSA was only 5 of 22 from three-point range. Only half of the three-point makes that they normally have in a game. And Wichita State benefited from them being dreadful at the free-throw line, too. They were only 13 of 25. Meanwhile, Wichita State was perfect, 15 of 15. Colby Rogers didn't have his best shooting night, but he was 6 of 6 from the free-throw line. He had 18 points, 6 rebounds. He led Wichita State in scoring, but Beverly was right behind him with 16, 6, and 5 assists, as I mentioned. Xavier Bell had 11 points off the bench with 4 rebounds as well. And Quincy Ballard, who we told you about a little bit yesterday in his quest for shocker immortality in a couple of different categories, field goal percentage and shot blocking, he was back at it again in both areas last night. 11 points on four or five from the floor, six rebounds, three more blocks. So he is closing in on or inching toward three blocks per game, which is real high rent district when it comes to shot blockers in shocker history with Elmore, Carr, and the like, Wiley. All those guys are in Quincy Ballard's crosshairs. But just if you're a Shocker fan and you were there or were watching the game on ESPN+, Plus, had to be a satisfying game for you because Wichita State got out to a 20-point lead at halftime and won it by 20. And by my math, I don't think Wichita State had a better first half, uh, scoring margin-wise, all year long. That was the biggest halftime lead I think they enjoyed. And UTSA, I don't think, could get it much any closer than 16 or 17 in the second half. You figured a run was coming like you figured with Tulsa and Memphis, but none came for UTSA last night. Wichita State either just completely shut off their water or if you want to go the other way, it could be argued, and I'd listen to it, that UTSA didn't come out ready to play because they didn't look sharp in any form or fashion offensively. But you got to credit Wichita State too. The other guys are trying too. And 
Jordan Ivy Curry was only one of ten from the floor, and I think that was pretty much where it started. Normally when he comes in the game, he is instant offense, but he wasn't last night, and UTSA was rarely a part of that game. It was 17-8, to eight, barely five minutes in, and all five starters scored at least one basket during that run, and that was pretty much a harbinger of things to come, and that was a, that was a good thing. 47% shooting in that first half, plus 12 on the boards in the first half, eight UTSA turnovers in the first half, and the Roadrunners missed nine of their 11 three-point opportunities in the first half and only shot 32%. So it was a pretty thorough butt-kicking from start to finish, and Shocker fans, I'm sure, were happy to see that as FAU comes to town on Super Bowl Sunday for an early 11 a.m. tip at the Roundhouse. Uh, Before we get off Wichita State Athletics for a minute, uh, there was an announcement of release when it comes to fan experience at X Stadium with baseball season right around the corner. If you haven't been out there or you hadn't heard up until now or hadn't heard the scuttlebutt or the rumors or whatever, there are a series of new policies and amenities that X Stadium and Kevin Saul and Brian Green are going to unveil for the 2024 season. The changes primarily are upgrading the fan experience or what they hope will be an upgrade to the fan experience on the Coleman Hill. Uh, Kevin Saul, in a statement, said, quote, Wichita State Baseball remains, uh, maintains a rich history and tradition bolstered by the best fan base in the country, Shocker Nation. These new management policies will enhance the game day experience, offer a wider variety of viewing options to Shocker Nation, as we sport Shocker Baseball's pursuit of a championship-level environment. End of quote. End of statement. Number one, updated Coleman Hill policies. Fans may bring their own outside food and non-alcoholic beverages. All alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages brought into the Coleman Hill must be in a sealed container. Unsealed containers, including but not limited to fountain-style drinks, will not be allowed entry. Fans who purchase a ticket or Coleman Outfield Pavilion ticket package will be allowed to bring their own beer, wine, and seltzer into Coleman Hill. That may be the most, one of the most, if not the most important um, change to the Coleman Hill over recent years. If you purchase a ticket or Coleman Outfield Pavilion ticket package, be allowed to bring your own beer. While the outfield is accessible to any ticket holder, alcoholic beverages purchased in the main seating area of X Stadium may not be brought into Coleman Hill. I think that is a that remains the same from previous policies. All food and drink items brought into the Coleman Hill must remain there in that area, may not enter the X Stadium main seating area. So, in other words, if you're a hill dweller, that's where your food and drink has got to stay. And if you're in the main area of the concourse, that's where your food and drink pretty much has to stay. That, and I'm loosely interpreting the the rules here. But also, in a throwback to back in the day, fans may bring small gas grills, unless there's a burn ban. Charcoal grills not allowed. Small gas grills are allowed. 
And then, of course, if you bring alcoholic beverages into the hill, you got to be 21. Uh, one cooler per person is allowed. Coolers will be checked out by those at the gates, and understandably so. You can't enter the Coleman Hill with a cooler later than one hour after first pitch. No glass bottles. That's the same. Um, liquor, liquor branded and or mixes cocktails, not permitted. And alcohol is, of course, not permitted to leave the stadium grounds. There's also going to be a new outfield deck. A 60-foot wide and a 16-foot deep deck located in the right field corner beyond the right field wall will be available for fans. It's an elevated vantage point. If you've been out there, you know there's a fairly steep hill that if you go down a certain way, you can't see the game. Uh, but that deck will alleviate that. It'll offer fans a unique view of the action and kind of a, a pretty intimate invitation into the opposing bullpen, if you know what I mean. No additional cost to watch the game from the deck, but lawn chairs on said deck, uh, not permitted. They're on the, they're permitted on the hill, but not on the deck. And it's first come, first serve basis as well. Coleman pavilions, that'll pretty much remain the same. You can purchase a pavilion either in dead center field or in left center field with the, uh, awnings, the picnic tables, things like that. Um, you can purchase the pavilion for a group, for a group outing. Those include 50 tickets. That's pretty much the same. And then another addition to the experience portion of the X Stadium outfield parking lot will be designated for RV parking, designed to allow fans to bring their recreational vehicles and tailgate. Season passes include RV parking and designated lot, as well as five tickets slash credentials for all the weekend series home games. RV Village, not available for midweek home games, but weekends, yes. And you could purchase a season pass if you got an RV, if you want to be a part of the RV Village. So we heard quite a bit about that when Brian Green was hired because of he and Kevin Saul's shared affinity for RVs and for tailgating for weekend series and they weren't kidding so it's going to happen and there's also that brand new outfield deck in the right field corner and the addition again of bringing your own beer in your own cooler to the outfield experience the coleman hill so pretty big news for most shocker baseball fans uh, really for all, uh, and I think there's a little bit of something for everybody and you don't necessarily have to unanimously think that everything of that statement is going to be great. Uh, there, I know I've had a couple of people tell me or wonder about standing on the outfield deck, but you don't necessarily have to stand out there for nine innings, but you do get to, uh, do do get a pretty good peek into the opposing bullpen if you want to razz them a little bit while you enjoy your beverages. But I like the effort. I like the effort. Deck in the right field corner, bringing coolers back to the Coleman Hill, 
and bringing gas grills back out to the Coleman Hill as well. It used to be that way. We departed from that for a time. And now, for the most part, we have uh, gone back to that experience out on the Coleman Hill. Again, the Shocker baseball team opens up in Little Rock. From there, they go to Jacksonville, Florida. And you're going to have to wait until the 1st of March before Shocker baseball has a home game. But some new amenities and fan experience have been been announced at Wichita State when it comes to the baseball program. All right. Give me your thoughts via text, 316-247-0923. If you like, when we come back, we're going to take a walk down memory lane and relive the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers, February 2nd, 2020. At Super Bowl Talks, brought to you by Mid-America Exteriors. Twitter question, about 20 minutes from now, pick six and Jamie Bluma in hour number two. But when we come back, some historic audio from the Chiefs Super Bowl victory against San Francisco in Super Bowl LIV. That's next. It's 1228. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by Abbott. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. Coach Reed just challenging every single person in this building to up the ante just one more step. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus. I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vault? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Happy birthday, Dave Farrell, the bassist for Lincoln Park. He's 47. Shane Dennis Show, Shane and Jack with you for the next hour and a half or so. And then we'll head out to Vegas with Pat and the Pulse, two to four from Radio Row. All kinds of Super Bowl audio coming your way then with him. But right now, we need to take a look back. At Super Bowl 54, February 2nd, 2020, game won by the Chiefs, 31-20. to 20. And our Super Bowl talk is brought to you by Mid-America Exteriors, your local experts in siding, windows, bathrooms, and more. Save time and money when it comes to your home's next upgrade, Mid-America Exteriors. Well, first of all, uh, a rematch of Super Bowl 54 coming your way. On Sunday from Allegiant Stadium, of course. Um, and before we get into the historic audio of that game four years ago, Jack, a little trivia for you. The upcoming next three Super Bowls will be played where? The next three, in no particular order, do you know where they're going to be? Is one of them New Orleans. Yes, 2025, the Caesars Superdome. How about, let's see, L.A. was a couple years ago. Last year was Phoenix. How about Dallas? Nope, not Jerry's World. Um, Jersey, New York? Mm -mm. It's going back to SoFi in 2027. That's stupid. Well, and then uh, 2026, it's going to... Levi's Stadium hmm. in Santa Clara. So no pressure San Francisco, but might have a home game there. Um, also, before we get to some historic audio, can you tell me, Jack, any of the eight stadiums that have hosted at least one Super Bowl that no longer exist? In other words, they hosted at least one, and they've since been demolished. Do you know? Astrodome. No, because the Astrodome still standing, just is not still standing. For sports. Yes. Um, okay, Metrodome. Good. Minneapolis hosted one, demolished in 2014. Is uh, old Cowboys Stadium still standing? I believe it is. Damn. But uh, I don't think uh, Dallas. That's weird in- to me that Dallas has never hosted one. Well, you know, back in the day, they, eh, no, never mind. I would have been talking out of my ass there. Uh, I was going to say back in the day, they really steered away from potential home games, but the Orange Bowl yeah. 
uh, hosted wool. five of them, which is one of the answers. That was demolished in 2008. Candlestick? Um, mm, no, but wow. I will give you Stanford Stadium. Okay. It hosted one Super Bowl. It was in basically northern California. Uh, and it demolished and redeveloped in 0506. But Candlestick did not host any Super Bowls. Um, well, okay, this is going to be a weird one, but the Caesars Superdome is newly built because of Katrina, right? That it got the old, mm. is that count or? Well, it, it still hosts. So oh, it's, uh, that's that right. Yes. Yeah, so the renovation no longer yeah. exists as part Damn, of this, this is qualifier. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, one that you'll never get is Tulane Stadium. Yeah. There, same, the same disaster. Uh, right? Well, yeah, but it hosted three Super Bowls, and it was demolished way back in 1979. So it probably withstood more than one hurricane, but on the Tulane University campus, three Super Bowls were held there, but it no longer exists. Tampa Stadium, before Raymond James Stadium came around, hosted two Super Bowls. It was demolished in April of 1999. Stanford told you, Orange Bowl told you, you guessed the Metrodome. There are three others, and two of them are domes. Mm. Would it be the northern part of America? One of them is. One of them's in the southeast. One of them's in the west. That the one in the west oh, is boy. not a dome. Um, the Georgia Dome. Yes, Georgia Dome was demolished in 2017. Hosted two Super Bowls. The other dome is the Pontiac Silver Dome. Uh, yeah, it hosted one Super Bowl. It was demolished in 2018. And San Diego Stadium, whatever you want to call it, uh, hosted three Super Bowls, closed in 2020, demolished in 2021. All right, let's get to some historic audio. I think we'll all enjoy listening to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, simply because we know how this one's going to end. After taking a early first quarter 3 nothing lead, San Francisco saw Kansas City drive all the way down the field inside the five-yard line. Strictly Chiefs highlights in this historic Super Bowl audio from Super Bowl 54. And we'll see where they put it. Mahomes looking to flip, takes it in for the touchdown. Well, the action in the backfield as Mahomes pivots around. Dukowski Tart, he, he's kind of in no man's land at that point. The linebackers were out of position, and if he tries to come up and take Mahomes, he pitches it out. It's a walk-in either way. Kansas City starts at its own 44. Early second quarter now. Mahomes for Watkins. Found a hole inside the 30. of 28 yards. Well, Sammy Watkins comes all the way across. Kwan Williams, I'm not so sure if he's supposed to carry that or not. After that return, McCall Hardman, he's getting looked to. He came off pretty sore. Mahomes. Damian Williams makes the move. 
And then out of bounds with a catch and run of about 10. Pick the Chiefs got when they traded D Ford to San Francisco. 10-10 at this point. He's up at the top of the defensive formation. Here's a pass complete. MVP in his first season to be the starter in his second. Leads his team all the way to the Super Bowl. Pass is caught by Hill, left alone, goes backward and gets about 10. He's gotten the ball out of his hands, and, and I know Chris Myers in talking with Andy Reid said they haven't had the shots. They've had chances to take the shots. Here's Mahomes out of the pocket, looking for somewhere to go, and he finds his man Watkins. Sammy Watkins takes it up to the 29. Well, the, the inside pass rush, it affords Mahomes then to get outside on the edge, and, and these receivers... Third and six, Mahomes floats, Watkins first down. Third down and five. Third quarter action, 20 to 10 San Francisco at this point. Mahomes chased by Bosa, gets away, and dives. Kane outside, watch right here. He gets up the field, but he pushes in and he allows Mahomes then the corner. And Mahomes has shown time after time. Here they come. Williams coming with a blitz, pass is caught by Kelsey, spins. They, they're not intimidated by being down 10. Even though they haven't had the big plays, they can hit you with them at any time. Here's one complete, Tyreek Hill for the first down. Mahomes keeps, steps up, throws to Williams out of the backfield. Tackle missed, what a catch and run. 49ers have been able to come up with a, a, a negative play against this offense. Third sack of the night for San Francisco. Now Mahomes slides through. Turns it into a big game as he broke a couple of tackles. Uh, when you're rushing four guys to, to both contain on the edges and then stay within those inside lanes. And watching the Kansas City Chiefs all year should tell you that as well, along with the 49ers. It's... There's still a lot of moments left in this one. Mahomes out to his left. Is going to run out of bounds. Now they're going to the hurry up as you would expect. Clock right now is what they're working against. Pass is low but caught. Jack, the pass to uh, Tyreek Hill. What was that called? Jet Chip Wasp? Jet Chip Wasp, yep. All right, here it is right here. Chiefs need some Mahomes magic. Launches down the middle. Hill open. Caught. On third and, and 15. Get it, Kansas City. The big play. Sure by Buckner. Joey. And Mahomes gets it downfield finally. He gets the pressure down the field all the way on Jimmy Ward. And once you threaten him, he's one-on-one. 20-yard penalty, a first down, first and goal, pass, open, touchdown, Kelsey, Chiefs are back in it. They go play action, and, and that's just too tough on the defense down here on the goal line, and that's a heck of a job, all set up. The third and long. They got Tyreek Hill right now on Richard Sherman with no help. Pressure. Mahomes gets away. Pass is caught. First down. The tight end, Kelsey. Gain of nine. 
Second down and seven. Mahomes. Watkins. What a throw. Sammy Watkins out of bounds near the 11. Watkins and, and Richard Sherman one-on-one -on -one is just not going to run with him. They've had. Here's Kelsey. This is their, their biggest target down here in the red zone. He's working against Richard Sherman. Mahomes throws, pass, caught. Williams, touchdown. Kansas City jumps on top. Well, they'll look at it every possible way. Well, Jack, 31-20, your final. We didn't hear uh, Damian Williams' final touchdown that put the uh, put the icing on the cake, but don't want to necessarily point out um, a shortcoming for the 49ers, but wasn't there some sort of at least little bit of satisfaction in seeing what Sammy Watkins and Damian Williams both did to Richard Sherman? On the last drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was uh, next to, you know, maybe Eli Apple is the the biggest loudmouth the Chiefs had faced in this last, you know, five to six year stretch. Richard Sherman was up there. So seeing Sammy Watkins torch him on that play, um, especially all the noise that he was talking leading up to the game was was definitely one of the more satisfying parts of the game. And Sammy Watkins was a gigantic part of that Super Bowl. What are some other things that uh, stuck out to you? I, I let me look it up. Who I'm trying to think of who the the MVP was in that game? Do you know right off the top of your head? Man, Damian Williams had a would like a word maybe. He was great. Yeah, I mean, that's the legacy game for Damian Williams. And, you know, I think every Chiefs fan was just happy in the moment to win it. But once you digest it, you're like, man, that would have been pretty great to see Damian Williams win it. And, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, when you're asked who won the Super Bowl MVP for the first Chiefs Super Bowl in 50 years, I don't think many people would have guessed Damian Williams. But he absolutely was a huge part, not only in that game, but the entire postseason. He was yeah. massive. Uh, in every game they played. I was actually down, a funny story on this, I was down at Power and Light for that game uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, me and a chunk of my friends were like, this is the first Super Bowl in our lifetime where the Chiefs are in it. Let's go down there. And we were there from 7 in the morning to 10.30 at night because you had to get down there early to get a good spot. Yeah. Um, and so I had worn uh, this Tyron Matthew jersey basically all season. I was like 9-0 and in this Tyron Matthew jersey. But... <laughs> Going back, I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the air before. Back in 2013, I custom ordered a Travis Kelsey jersey. Like before he even popped onto the scene, I was like, he's going to be really, really good. I liked him. I saw him in one preseason game and he had like a 80 yard touchdown. And I was like, he's going to be the next Tony Gonzalez. Swear on my life that actually happened. So okay. to honor this game, I'm like, you know what? I need to wear the Travis Kelsey jersey. Well, lo and behold, they fall behind 20 to 10. And there's seven minutes ago, and I'm like, wow, I really jinxed it all to just bring up my old jersey. I should have stuck with the Tyron Matthew jersey. So I had given my Tyron Matthew jersey to a buddy of mine who was right next to me. Well, when the interception happened, the second interception for Mahomes happened, Yeah, I, was, I told him, I was like, we have to change now. Like, we have to switch back jerseys. So as we are pulling off the jerseys, this this group of, like, five guys, big, burly dudes, right, they thought that we were going to be 49ers fans undercover. You know, you've seen that before, and like oh, yeah. where yeah, you yeah. rip off the jersey after like the game's uh -huh. all in. You had it. So all of a sudden, I feel this huge hand grab the back of my neck, 
And I turn around and I was like, no, <laughs> so I was like, I swear we're switching jerseys uh, for luck, for luck. And they were yeah. like, okay. And they, they still were pissed. And then when That's things awesome. started to turn, became our best buddies for the rest of the time. We were di- yeah. jumping around and celebrating with them. But I was like, man, that that is why I believe in superstition. That is why I'm a very much superstitious person, not only with the Chiefs, but in any sport I watch. And, boy, I don't think if I switched that jersey, I don't think they would have won that game now that I look back on it. But thank God my life was spared in that moment. That, too. That, too. Kelsey, 6 for 43 and 1. Sammy Watkins, 5 for 98. Damian Williams, 21 touches, 133 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, But, yeah, as Jack mentioned, Mahomes, even though he threw two interceptions, had two touchdowns, ran for another, so he encountered for, like, 289 yards. And three touchdowns for the Chiefs. Um, the halftime show was J Lo and Shakira, featuring Bad Bunny. Uh, coin toss was a retired Colonel Charles McGee. National anthem, Jack. Remember? Any idea? Mm. I don't know if I do. To be honest, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Nope. Wouldn't remember that. <laughs> kind of, kind of forgettable. Apparently. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, our walk down Super Bowl memory lane will conclude tomorrow with one last uh, look back at a previous Super Bowl. Thank you, Mid America Exteriors, our good friends there, bring us these segments and some historic audio each and every day this week. Your local experts in siding, windows, bathrooms, and more save time and money. When it comes to your home's next upgrade. All right, Jack, let's fire it up one last time. You gotta fight for your right to fight! There you go. 316-669-4996. Be caller number three. Be entered to win the Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light Neon Sign. Brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday. Easy to enjoy. The official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Got to be 21 or older to enter. 316-669-4996. Good luck. A Twitter conundrum. Next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy, Visit Wichita, and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest, February 15th and 16th at the Garvey Center on the Friends University campus. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com slash get-tickets.
Ready to dive into the ultimate summer experience in 2024? Look no further than Superpools. At Superpools, we believe every family deserves a slice of paradise, and it's our duty to make this process as seamless as possible for you and your family. So why wait? Call Superpools today at 316-880-3900 and let us turn your backyard into a stunning oasis. We still have a few spots left this winter, so lock in with us today. Superpoolsusa.com or 316-880-3900. Don't forget, we dig fun. This segment is brought to you by KDOT. Kansas is the second worst state in the nation for distracted driving crashes. Let's do better. Put your phone down and drive like your life depends on it, because it does. Hello, this is Jeff from CBD American Shaman Derby. We can help you rediscover romance through natural elevation. Boost your endurance and satisfaction with our horny goat weed. It's our blue pill for him and her. Happy Valentine's Day. Life is better with the feather. It's Revenge versus Legacy Sunday when the Chiefs tackle the 49ers. Make ESPN Wichita part of your Super Bowl festivities beginning Sunday morning at 8 with our Chiefs tailgate. Wall-to-wall coverage continues with the pregame show, Chiefs pressers, and Westwood One's insider coverage of the kickoff and official play-by-play. And once the game clock hits zero, listen for post-game reaction and interviews. All Sunday on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. birthday will turpin member of collective soul he's 53 today 1252 uh twitter tournament coming to a close but also we have some controversy that i need all y'all's help with uh first of all round four of movies that would not be made today up and available for you to vote and repost on Twitter slash X at ESPN Wichita. Uh, winners from the first two rounds, pretty, uh, pretty cut and dried. Uh, Blazing Saddles was the first one. Porky's was also a now a finalist. But Jack, I'll ask you first what I should do about round three because I've never had a Twitter question, let alone a Twitter question in a tournament, in this way. Round three, Jack had a three-way tie for first. Three of the four got 29.4% of the vote. What should I do? Should I go with the higher seed and push that through? I think so. I think it has to be by default it goes to the higher seed. Okay. Uh, Text me if you got suggestions. 316-247-0923. My other suggestion would have been float out those three again and let them have a uh, standalone tiebreaker. Never had this happen before. It's what I strive for every time to have a question so good that they all get the exact same amount of votes. But a three-way tie, unless I hear a better idea, I'm going to uh, push through the uh, better seed Okay, there's a suggestion, a standalone. So run those three out there in a separate poll and break the tie. It's either it's either that or go with the higher seed, which I had seeded. Well, here's what happened. 
which movie wouldn't be made today among The Toy, Life of Brian, Caddyshack, and Airplane? The Toy, Caddyshack, and Airplane, all tied for first. Uh, another Texas said, yeah, do a runoff with those three. All right, you guys, if I'm going to do that, then you better go to the Twitter machine and vote and repost for me. So be on the lookout for that if I decide to do it. But here's today's. Here's round four. Uh, which movie would not be made today among these? And this is a close one, too. I don't know if it's going to be a three-way tie. doubt it. But Tropic Thunder, Police Academy, The Jerk, or Animal House. That's National Lampoon's Animal House. Please vote and repost. Every vote matters, as you just found out in round three. Which movie would not be made today among Tropic Thunder, Police Academy, The Jerk, or Animal House? All right, keep your suggestions coming at uh, the Twitter, uh, the uh, the text line three one six two four seven zero nine two three. I got a three way tie for a win on Twitter. What should I do? Better seed or put those three out there and have them have their standalone tiebreaker option. So let me know on the text. 316-247-0923. Got a busy second hour coming your way. And we also have a an exciting Friday show for you. It'll be chock full of stuff with Mid-America Exterior Super Bowl talk as normal, our Farhall Roofing Story of the Week, our Wichita Furniture Mattress Twitter final, perhaps, if we get that settled by then. Lee Sterling is going to make his return to the program. But we're also going to be joined in studio by a Major League umpire, Todd Tishner, Kansas' own, is going to drop by for a segment or two. If you ever wondered what it was like to be a big league umpire or an umpire in general, uh, Todd's going to let us know. So we look forward to that conversation with Kansas's own Todd Tishner, who had the dish in the All-Star game this last year. So he's going to drop by. We'll have a little uh, baseball talk with Todd Tishner, and we're thrilled to have him. He's going to swing by the studio and we're going to talk some baseball with him. So a bunch of stuff to get to tomorrow. Besides Todd, the uh, Super Bowl talk, of course, the Twitter final, story of the week, Lee Sterling, I'm old Jack Sean. All that coming your way tomorrow here on the Friday Shane Dennis Show. Again, a little bit later on, about uh, an hour and five minutes from now, one last trip to Las Vegas in Radio Row with Pat Strothman and the Pulse coming your way from 2 to 4. So check him out for bunches and bunches of Super Bowl-type audio and interviews that he'll have out there. His third trip to the Super Bowl in ESPN Wichita 92.3's Young Life. Glad to have some presence out there and thrilled to bring you Super Bowl audio with a guy who's out there, Pat and the Pulse from 2 to 4. All right, pick six is coming your way next. Side and total in the Super Bowl and props on props. That's coming your way on the other side. Plus, Jamie Bluma with a little Bobby Witt Jr. talk. See what he thinks about that extension. He's coming your way, courtesy of CBD American Shaman Derby. And I'm old Jack Young to wrap up the show. Keep the text coming. What should I do about a three-way Twitter tie? 
push through the better seed or let them duke it out to see who survives. 316-247-0923. Pick six is next. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.